Hello and welcome to the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. Today, Scott and I have a very special returning guest. And uh, if you're not following him, what the heck are you doing? We, you definitely, you probably already are if you're listening to this. But if you're not, let me remind you that he is at the Bat Collector. Yes, we have Lewis again. Lewis, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yes, we're so happy that you're able to come back, and thank you, Scott, for arranging this. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. How could how could we not have Lewis back on the show? How could we not do that? I we agree. we wouldn't be much of a toy photography show if we didn't. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. Yeah, no, thanks for coming back on, Lewis. I'm really, really happy to be here. Yeah, my really. my pleasure, guys. Honestly, thank you for having me back. And on a side note, how beautiful is England today, by the way? Oh, it's 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 amazing, but it's it's almost <laughs> too hot now. It, it is. It, yeah, we don't, we're not built for this kind of climate, are we? No, no, it's very no. strange. It's nice, but it's strange. And what almost a too hot. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> how hot is it there? It's like uh, thirty, isn't it? In some places. Yeah. Oh. So it's what's that in like eighty-six, eighty-seven. Oh, that's pretty hot for England. It's very hot, yeah. Dang. So you guys just came off a a fantastic weekend theme. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, this this weekend theme that we've just started has been a blast. But in terms of uh, last weekend, um, yeah, we really enjoyed doing the Bruce Wayne theme. It was. Uh, a little bit different for both of us because we're featuring figures that are, are new. Not a lot of people have yet, so um, that was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was one of those themes that was quite tricky because there's really not that many Bruce Wayne figures. So yeah. those uh, themes that just challenges us to think a bit more outside the box, really. Um, but you can't really go wrong with the Bruce Wayne theme, can you? No. No, and I wanted to ask you. Uh, Lewis, what do you think about the new Ben Affleck figure, the Mayfex one? How are you liking that? Uh, I really, really like it. I mean, the the first one I got had um, the his left wrist peg snapped almost oh. immediately out of the box, so I had to send it back, get a replacement sent to me. But you know, he's, he was soaked in warm water for about two hours since <laughs> I got him, um, and he's he's been he's been fine since. And he, he, yeah, I'm really impressed with him. I think the the, the face sculpt is is great. I think the, the the articulation, obviously, for a Mayfex is really good. The the long jacket hinders it a little bit, but I kind of expected that anyway. Um, but it was a figure that when I saw it announced, it was one of them. Yeah, I I, I have to have that because there's there's very few decent Bruce Wayne figures. Um, so you know, I'm thoroughly impressed with him. Yeah, it's yeah, a shame you can't take the jacket off, isn't it, and swap the arms or something. That'd be so cool, but. Yeah, it's, it's it's strange because you can easily pop his arms off, but then he's just got these big uh, black <laughs> sleeve arms on a on a waistcoat. So I, I don't know why they didn't give you the option to have arms with shirts because they come out easily enough. So, but other than that, I mean, that's the only only gripe really. Well, I love seeing those pictures. You definitely made them look sick. One of the better the best pictures that I like is the. Uh... The one where you have him looking at all his uh, accessories on the workbench, and you have his suits lined up in the back. Oh yeah, that's a, a shot I had planned pretty much since I saw it announced. Uh, I kind of <laughs> wanted to do that, just sort of whole Batfleck image in in one. Um, and he, he, I think, as most Mayfexes do, he, he he photographs really nicely. If you get the the lighting right on him, um, so yeah, no, I love him. Yeah, uh, he definitely. Uh... Made me interested and curious and thinking about getting him with all the photos. How do you find posing that figure? Because I know with Mayfex, you've got a lot of joints all over the place, and sometimes it can be a pain to get him to stay in a fixed position. How do you find posing that, Bruce? Uh, well, you'll notice most of the pictures I have of him, he's just stood very stationary, and that is why. Because it's yeah. really, really quite frustrating because there are so many little pivots and joints. Um, but I think I put a shot up a couple of days ago of him and, and, and Aquaman walking through the streets. Yeah. And yeah, he's 
because he's got so many points for circulation, he's probably similar to the one you've got, Scott, where yeah. he, he can be tricky to balance, um, which is why I tend to just keep the shots a bit simpler for him, um, just to, to avoid tearing my hair out, trying to balance him. Really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've certainly done two great releases of these Bruce Wayne's. The only pain I've got with the uh, Dark Knight one is they made the cane slightly too long. They can't fit... You know, like how he stands leaning on the cane. You can't do that with this figure for some reason. You have to have his hand bent to have the cane go straight to the floor, which is in the middle. Oh. You're not tempted just to, like, chop a bit off the bottom? I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> there's, like, a little, there's like a little, uh, like, a uh, mimic of the rubber end of the cane on there, so I really don't want to lose that. But then I suppose... Oh, right, yeah. I suppose could do, actually. It's not a bad shout. It's always a bit risky when you attempt to modify an expensive import, though. Isn't it? Yeah, especially Mayfax. It's uh, <laughs> it's a risky one, it is for sure. Um, but posing, actually, in terms of the Batman figure and in general, something I was going to ask you. So I feel like you make your figures as dynamic as possible when you're you're posing figures. And um, recently, we've been talking about articulation versus sculpts. So mm. where do you stand on that? Because I know you've you mentioned to me. Um, personally, like a text message, what you reckon, but I'd love to hear, like, hear opinions out loud of what you think. Um, there's merit to both, really. I think if I if I had to pick, I would lean towards, I'd prefer more articulation than than less, just for the aesthetic, just because I find there's, there's some really beautiful figures that don't articulate very well, but I tend to find that with those ones, I end up doing the same sort of scenes and shots with them because there's only so much you can do whereas if I've got a figure that can articulate a bit more and and you can make a bit more dynamic I just find there's a bit more versatility in terms of just the the photography options with them and I think particularly if if it's a more expensive figure I want to make sure I can do a lot with it so I'm not just spending 80, 90 pound, 100 dollars whatever on a on a little you know seven inch statue really um but you know, there's there's merits to both. I mean, some of the Mezco figures don't articulate very well, and I still, you know, really like them. Yeah, uh, but I think by and large, I prefer more articulation. Really, one of the Mezco figures that does articulate brilliantly is that new Spider-Man. I was saying to you how thick that Spider-Man looks. The shots you've done with him, are just yeah. Insane. So I think that's one of those best of both worlds, really, because yeah, because yeah. the the fabric you can't see the joints, but it articulates so well. So I think it, for those sort of mezco figures, you kind of get the best of both, where you know all the joints are obviously hidden by the pleather and the the, the fabric. Uh, but yeah, you know, he he articulates beautifully, uh, and I was always again wary. I, I didn't want it to be like another. Um, like a Catwoman situation with the knees, <laughs> because it was all a little bit stiff at first, and it was all a little bit on edge, but yeah, no, he's he's a really nicely articulated figure, which Spider-Man needs to be, you know, if, if you got a Spider-Man couldn't articulate, you'd, you'd, you'd send him back, so. Yeah, the irony that the cat can't walk, as Tyler yeah. found out. <laughs> <laughs> How are you liking the, uh, the, I believe it's a figure arts Thanos, how are you enjoying that? Oh, yeah, he was a, 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 a real surprise to me. Um, I don't own many figure arts figures at all. I've got the the Flash from Justice League, um, a Christian Bale Batman, and that's that's it, I think. So um, it was really a, a bit of an impulse purchase after watching Endgame. I thought, right, I, I need to get a good Thanos figure. Um, and I got that on pre-order. Um, but, no, he's he's a really good good figure, really solid articulation really nice paint job that the armor that he's got almost it, it shines when you get the light on him um uh, almost looks like it's proper gold if you get the, 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 uh, the right light yeah. in um not a lot of accessories but he does have three different face sculpts which is pretty neat um he's got his um double-edged blade hey hey i don't know what happened there I yeah i don't know <laughs> it dropped out right after you said his double blade yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll fix that in post. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he, no, he's 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 a good figure, basically. Um, not enough accessories, but I don't think he needs them really. Um, and for the the price point, actually, wasn't too bad to say he's uh, an import either. So I'm I'm quite pleased with him. Yeah. Yeah, I was I say I need someone to go up against Worthy Cap, and so I might I might have to get him. Oh yeah, I I 
thoroughly recommend him. It, yeah, I think that look look great. I, I wish I could get that Captain America, but he, he's not over here, so it's a bit. <laughs> yeah, forget you guys don't have Walmart, which is a shame. Hopefully, there's no, some. It's annoying because they own supermarkets over here. You know, they own loads of stores. They just don't distribute those sort of things over here which is a, a bit disappointing but i'm heading over to florida in 30 days so i might have to keep a lookout for him oh that'll be fun mm. to keep to be hunting for that guy yeah, um yeah. yeah hopefully i hope that you're worthy i hope you find him <laughs> <laughs> me too dang that'll be a fun trip and also uh yeah you can just hunt in general and find cheap figs yeah, that's, that's that's something I always love about heading over stateside is is the the amount of figures that I find that I I will never see on any shelves over here. Um, they're almost like these little nerdy scavenger hunts. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though. You're going to be going to Disney World. Yep, yep. Um, going for two weeks, so yeah, can't wait. Dang, talk about a good holiday. Yeah, we're really excited. Now, there's a, another figure that you just got, and I recently have obtained it as well, and it is a beautiful figure, and you did a few photos that uh, definitely show off the beauty, and I really love, especially the lighting you did on the first set of pictures, and that is uh, the cheetah. Uh, yeah. What do you think of her? Well, I mean, I, I was pretty vocal about what I thought of the Essentials line for the most part. <laughs> but I think I, I said to you, Scott, when I first saw Cheetah announced a few months ago, I said, that's probably one that I'm going to get because yeah. it was nice to see a figure. They, I don't know if there is a Cheetah figure out there. If there is, it might be an old DC Direct one or something. Um, but it, one of the reasons the Essentials bothered me is because they were just more of the same. You know, they yeah. weren't particularly bad figures. It's just I don't need more of the exact same style of, of, of Batman and Flash and Superman. And to see and villains are so overlooked, particularly female villains. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see a really good cheetah figure, it was, yeah, I, I, I had to get her. And, yeah, very impressed. Again, you know, she's got a, a decent mix of articulation, but not too much that it, it ruins the way she looks, I don't think. Um, you know, you've got the, the double-jointed elbows and knees, uh, which, again, for the character, you would want to be able to pose her a bit more dynamically. Um, but I think the, the face sculpt is beautiful with, with the hair design as well. Um, really, really impressed. And obviously, you know, not not expensive at all. For, you know, there's not a lot with it, but I, I can't imagine any accessories I'd really want with a cheetah figure anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really fault the figure if, if i had to pick any criticism you'd, you'd maybe say well you could have done with an extra head sculpt with a more maybe an angry face or something but oh, not true. really a, a major complaint I, I i love it i might have to get some more essentials figures now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of the ones that are coming up especially the sinestro one the evil spray mm. the batman catwoman and yeah the yeah cool ones coming up you know what i i forgot all about them and red hood as well red hood's the one yeah yeah, which again, it's just getting those figures that there's not enough of. You know that that, that blue Batman and the purple Catwoman it sort of makes up for the icons one being cancelled. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And speaking of icons, you guys are in the middle of a another weekend theme that involves the icons, and done a few photos already of the, and a couple of <laughs> the latest one of two that I really love, and that is the. Uh, Damian Wayne and Jonathan Kent Superboy but what do you what do you uh in terms of figures those are one of your favorites right Lewis those lines the icons lines yeah yeah they are um and I, and I was really disappointed when they when they shelved them towards the end of the run um because it seemed like they were just getting to a point when they were releasing them consistently with good variation good numbers in each wave and then you got the Superman Doomsday set. And it's like, okay, this is an interesting diversion doing these bigger sets. <laughs> and then it just stopped. You know, they they gave you those single releases of Batman and Superman and then just gave up. And when, you know, the again, they're not perfect figures. They were a little bit on the small side, but they had good articulation. And they, I just thought the details for what they were were really impressive. Um, you know, you, you look at 
you know, the Super Sons two pack, you know, the, the detail and the hair and the face sculpts and the capes and the outfits, which is why I think they photograph so nicely because there's so many little details yeah. and the lighting just sits in them so nicely. Um, again, you know, not a perfect line, but it was probably still my you know, my favourite out of the, 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 the DC collectibles, I think. One of mine too, and I remember they are just starting to get to a point where they are releasing figures uh, that were not just repeats of previous ones, and they were going to do, like you said, the Purple Catwoman even, and that, mm. I remember a lot, a lot of people were devastated when they said that they were going to stop doing it, especially when they showed the Essential line, which is like just another, they're just making it a weird scale plus no accessories. It felt like a weird joke. I didn't understand what they were doing. <laughs> I was so pissed yeah. when they cancelled the Sinestro, the Catwoman, extra yeah. Booster Gold as well. Oh, Booster yeah. Gold. Oh, man. I love that guy. And an Etrigan. Oh. Etrigan's just looks like an absolute beast. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah literally. I mean, yeah. The thing about the Arkham line as well, they were all different sculpts as well. It wasn't sort of like a regenerated yes. like the Essentials line with different you know, sculpts. You could tell the love they put into every single one of those. I mean, they didn't even use the same sculpt for that uh, Superboy and Robin pack. They they made everything different and all the accessories were different and so many different hands. And Yeah, yeah. fantastic line, really was. And, yeah. yeah, but I mean, if, if the Essentials can carry on the way they're going, then hopefully that'll... You know, sit better with me because it's like I said, like you said, Scott, there's some really interesting figures coming out now with Sinestro and Catwoman. So, hope, hopeful, hopeful for the future. <laughs> and even the new Batman looks good as well with the blue and the and the sort of traditional emblem. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because again, there's not a lot of those grey and blue Batman figures out there, really. No, definitely not. And the first one was just such a boring Batman. He was too short. <laughs> He was super yeah, sharp. he was very much just more of the same. And, you know, it's not like us to pass up a, a Batman figure. And it was very much as well, I don't really need him. Um, not a bad figure, just not what I needed at all, really. Nope. Yeah, like the, the, the um, new Essentials, well, the, the first Essentials Batman was literally like the Icons rebirth and the traditional mm -hmm. into each other for that suit. Cause they just have no imagination with that, but they're, they're certainly getting back on track now. We've got some cool stuff coming out, but um, yeah, how, how did you find taking pictures for the icons weekend? Because I know it's your favorite line to photograph, so how, how do you find doing pictures for them? It's, it's one of those lines that I, I really do just find it quite easy because they've got so many accessories and, and different hands and everything. Um, it, it gives you a lot of options and I think because they are pretty articulated you can do quite a lot with them as well because there's, there's, it's a big line there's a lot of variation who you can pose with who which I quite like doing I'm, I, I try to avoid just the, the, the same old team ups if I can I know I've just done the Super Sons shot again but <laughs> but yeah because there's such a good variation like I've finally I've got a shot coming out tomorrow which includes Deadman I don't think I've ever taken a picture of that Deadman nice. figure um, so it was just a case of you know I look at the shelf there's two whole shelves of icons it's hard to go wrong really yeah <laughs> and I hate you for that Super Sun shot because you made me buy it from showing me that the other day so thank oh you. I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> you recently bought that yeah, I brought it just for this theme. So, because Lewis showed me a picture of his the other day, I was like, holy shit, that looks so good. I'm going to have to buy it now. Uh, he's, he's paid shameful scalper prices, though. So, ah, yeah. <laughs> poor guy. But it is a beautiful uh, set of figures. You'll love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting them, trying them out, see what they're like. And, uh, they are like what Lewis said the amount of detail. They're, they're almost like miniature statues that are posable. Yeah, crazy amount of detail. But then uh, I know there's something that we also talked about recently on the show that I, I felt like asking you too, and that is uh, in terms of uh, toy photography. There's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different uh, ways to go about doing it, set, doing your setup and all of that. And we wanted to know where do, where do you stand in terms of uh, – doing the toy photography with tangible stuff versus a uh, Photoshop and how much Photoshop is too much Photoshop. Mm. Okay. Um, well, 
I mean, before I give any opinion, obviously, I don't think any one way is right or wrong. Mm. Um, you know, if if I was good at Photoshop and knew how to use it, I would probably use it more. But just generally for me, I've always leaned towards the more tangible effects you can use, the better. Just because I, I think it just it blends better because it's, it's actually there in the scene with the figures whereas i think if you're putting something in post image it's it's always going to look maybe just a little bit um artificial and i've done it plenty of times don't get me wrong i've put loads of uh, different effects and, and visual effects into, into photography sometimes you need to you just don't maybe just don't have the skills to create the effect tangibly um but i generally prefer if, if, if things are tangible because i just think it blends better with the with the figures that you've got and it's a bit more of a challenge for me personally trying to think of ways to create uh maybe a smoke effect with real smoke or mist or something or creating a a fire effect without just putting it in as a special effect which again there's no right or wrong way i just think it's it's more enjoyable for me personally if you can keep it tangible um but like i said if 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 you're good at Photoshop and that's what you enjoy doing, then, you know, by all means do it. You know, it, my issue is I don't think I can make it look good enough with special effects without it looking like a cheap CGI movie or something. <laughs> um, but then I, I have just seen a few images recently where the Photoshop level is so high and don't get me wrong. It's, it's done to a really high standard but to the point that I can't even, you know, the untrained eye wouldn't know it's it's toy photography, and in its own right, it's a, it could be a beautiful image. But if if it loses the sort of rawness of being a, a plastic figure, I, for me, it loses a little bit of the purpose in a way. Mm. Um, but that's just my opinion, obviously. You know, like I said, they're in their own right, these are good images. I just think if it doesn't even look like it's an action figure anymore you know you're as well just you know not calling it time <laughs> photography really it, it, it's it's a hard one but i think for me i i prefer the more tangible aspects of the of the hobby really because because then you, you go into people that create these dioramas which are just crazy talented people that, that create these these little streets and, and and buildings and i i you know it's like witchcraft to me that i don't know how they do it <laughs> but it's, it's incredible that sort of talent <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you on that. I've got to say, when people like go over the top with Photoshop, it it certainly does lose something. You, you and I don't know why people would want it to make it look so real. You want to you want to keep it to be a, like an action figure. Just go and get a picture of Google if you want to put a picture of Thanos on. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You know, it, it's nice when they look like toys. You know, I think when when they suddenly look, when people Photoshop away the articulation points and all the joints, everything, and then. It's like, well, you know, just buy yourself a statue then. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, it, 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 there's just something nice about the more rawness of, of, of the action figure. Um, but, you know, that's just my opinion, obviously. No, that's definitely you true. Scott, you want to go? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, when I started this, I, I purposely stayed away from Photoshop because I didn't want to use any effects whatsoever. I wanted to achieve it all naturally, but it is hard. So, I kind of yeah. started using it a little bit, but not, I'll never ever, I'll never ever use it to the extent that some other people do because yeah, for me it, it ruins it. Um, something like what Tyler does, where you can Photoshop a, a figure into a location with a background or something that you're taking the picture of in the photo. Mm-hmm. The one with the, that Beast Kingdom Superman Tyler, and that that for me is the the essence of how it should be done because Man. you know. It's, Thank you. Yeah, even yeah. even in using something like technology, you kept it natural. If that kind of makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, it's still very obviously a Superman action figure in a, a very pose and scene. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's only one obvious bit of Photoshop in there, and actually, it's it's not that obvious, really. You know. Um, it's it, it's those ones where again it loses all sense of being uh, an action figure. It, you know, I I just it's it's not for me at all, mm. really. I mean, sometimes yeah. characters like Superman, you have to sort of kind of use it sometime to get him to look like he's flying. Or I know there are other ways of doing it, but if you want yeah. to keep it simple, you can't always avoid it, and that's fine. But when you just go to the extent where you just can't tell it's a figure, then yeah, <laughs> ruins it. 
yeah, yeah and, and, and like I said, sorry, you know, it's it's not like I, I'm against it, you know, at all. It's just I think there's just a limit. Like those couple of Spider-Man shots that I did recently, I had to Photoshop away the stand holding him up, um, and you know, tweak a few little bits here and there. It's just, um, for yeah, I just try and keep it like you, Scott. More the the the, the less visual effects for me, the better. Yeah, sort of little things like a, a, a ring lighting up for Green Lantern or yeah, a, a, like a, a light leak from a corner or something. I don't know, something like that's okay, but yeah, when you go over the top, it just <laughs> doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. I had I remember I had a I did a picture one time and someone commented like, Oh, I really like the way that you uh you hit the the hit the joints and everything. I I remember I was thinking I didn't hide the joints or on purpose, but I I would know that there's people that go to great lengths to hide that, and like what you said, and also uh, Photoshop them out or something like that. I don't. I think it's just I don't really think like that way because I think you could drive yourself crazy if you try to hide every joint on a figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know I, what? I, I I used to try and do it. You know, maybe about a year or two ago, I thought, well, you know, a lot of people see me doing this, so I'll give it a go. And yeah, it, it was just painstakingly uh, such a long process, especially when you get ones that have double jointed elbows and double jointed oh. knees. And and I, I, I found it just it, it distorted the figure more than just leaving it as it was for me. And maybe it's because I can't use it properly. I don't know. But do you guys ever find? I know this is. Um, um, a bit of an odd one, but when people, when you see sort of the community doing one sort of thing, you always like to do something else completely different and opposite on purpose. Because I sometimes like doing that as fun. I try not yeah. to look at a lot of what people are doing. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I mean, it depends what it is, really. I mean, there's, there's always those sort of phases where you see people doing very similar sort of things. And but I mean, I have to be honest, a lot of my work is an amalgamation of other people's techniques that I've just stolen over the past couple of years. Um, you know, it's, it's for me, it's been the best way to learn is looking at people's processes and behind the scenes pictures. But then there's those sort of themes and genres of pictures that become very, very common. And I, yeah, I, I try not to just do what everyone else is doing. But sometimes when you get a new Thanos figure, you've got to do a Thanos <laughs> like everybody yeah. else's. It just has to be done. So you, do, you, do you ever think, well, okay, so I've done a, a Superman shot yesterday, so I'm purposely not going to do one today? Yes. Yes, all the time. Because um, a lot of people do like three photos of the same setup all the time, and as good as it is sometimes, you just want to see something different. Yeah, I generally try and avoid any sort of similar back-to-back images if I can. Um, yeah. You know, when I, when I got that new um, Spider-Man Mezco, you know, I took about 15 images in the first night and I thought, right, I could just put these all out over the next two days. But I tried to just stagger them a little bit yeah. so the feed isn't just Peter Parker's face constantly. <laughs> um, you know, same when I got that, that Shazam, Dr. Savannah 2 pack, all I wanted to do was just spam the feed with those two. Uh, again, same with Thanos, same with Cheetah. It's just, you, you need a bit of self-restraint sometimes with with these yeah, definitely. It's fun to mix it up, and people, people, I, I truly believe people will get bored if you just keep shooting the same thing. Yeah. It's like you mix up. That's why I feel like what you do, Tyler, is just crazy. Like the way you mix it up with the episodes every day. Well, yeah, it's. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay away from doing the same thing again. So far, it's, yeah, made, it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's it's quite amazing now that you put the previous images you've done for each episode up in your story because seeing the the sheer level of creativity just to take the same two or three figures and create a completely different scene from a you know, 30 minute episode of television every single time you do it is quite amazing really um and it's it's quite great seeing like what you've done over the past few years because i remember ones that you've done years ago uh, and i realize how long i've actually been following you on here as well when i see some of these um, but yeah, it's that's, weird how quick time goes. <laughs> yeah, but that's all Scott's idea too for putting up the the shots in the story. That's all him. It also forces me to do a new one usually. <laughs> there's, there's no hiding from the past. Well, I, love I love looking back through the old shots because I I've only been on Instagram for like nearly two years now, so it's good fun. Well, eighteen months because it's good fun 
to look back at old pictures I might not have ever seen before. Like I've seen in the last um, pre-show that like, you still got your old tag on some of the pictures, like from, the, from that long ago, which is just brilliant. And like, some of the figures that you're doing episode shots for, like I don't know, Scarecrow or even Batgirl, some of the later releases, you hadn't even had those figures before when you were doing some of the episode pictures. So it's cool to see how you worked it in before you know you had that figure. Yeah, some of them are just rough to look back on, though. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, though, because it, it shows how you progress and how you adapted your game and stuff. Like, so it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, well, that's all your fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to be honest. If if I look back at some of my very, very early photographs, oh, it's cringeworthy. Oh, it's awful. I, uh, I, I, I not too bad. You would <laughs> No, they're not good. Um, quite nice seeing how how your own process evolves over the over the years. I I don't, I don't know if you've ever taken a bad shot, Lewis. I feel like you just yeah, uh, I mean, always came on the scene just taking great photos. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, we're probably all our own worst critics, really. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I remember, you know, a few years ago when I started out, I didn't have a very good equipment, didn't have a good eye for it, really. And, you know, I had no clue on how to light things properly. And they were just sort of, you know, figures in front of a black background. And it was really like watching Bambi learning how, how to walk. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was pretty terrible. <laughs> But no, I'm glad you think so. So that's nice. Thank you. One of the best things that you do, one of the funnest things to see is when you do a behind the scenes, either in your story or in your slides of your post. And I think uh, one of the coolest things that you do is a very cool mixture of using a screen as well as uh, tangible dioramas and the way you uh, do the whole setup. It just, it's pretty crazy. The, <laughs> The amount of depth you're able to get with uh, the combination of the two. Uh, how long did it take before you did, you came up with that sort of setup? Oh, well, well, first of all, thank you. Um, and yeah, quite quite a while to, to get the screen and tangible blended correctly because, like you said, you, you want there to be a bit of depth with it. Otherwise, it, it's very obviously a, a figure in front of a screen. So it did take a while to figure out the the right sort of positioning from the figure in front of the screen, what props, what tangible props you want to put that blend properly with the background. And then you've really got to get the lighting right, because if the light is a completely different colour to whatever's on the screen, it, 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 it's quite jarring, really. And you, you sort of get taken out of the out of the scene. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was months until I really got that that process to a point where I was happy with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's still a tricky way to do it because you want to make sure that the light from the screen isn't overpowering. Um, so there's a lot of, there's always trial and error with everyone that, that I do even now to make sure that that lighting's right, that the depth is right. There's not a, a glare or, or, or even just reflections on the screen can be so frustrating as well. Um, but it's, probably one of my preferred method because it gives you almost unlimited options for, for your backgrounds as well obviously how do you go about searching for backgrounds and i know i know you told me but how long do you spend looking for background pictures longer than i'd care to admit <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean because sometimes you'll find one that looks perfect but it won't enlarge without losing its its quality oh, so that, yeah yeah, there's been loads of these really nice bat cave backgrounds or like Gotham Street backgrounds. And as soon as you go to zoom in, it's just pixelated. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I can probably spend longer looking for the right background than doing the actual photo itself. Um, it's funny, but I, how hard is it to find a bat cave shot? It's crazy. Yeah, if only there was some sort of tangible bat cave set we could use. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> Uh, now you uh you're recently well I, probably fairly recently you've been using a lot of uh, atmosphere aerosol with your photos as well what do you think of that stuff um yeah i mean at first i mean i mean i first got that about a year ago and i couldn't quite figure out how to make the best out of it uh and it's genuinely only these past month or two when i when i realized if i can get the light position just a little bit further away 
and just keep everything behind the figures, it suddenly you can create these amazing light rays with the, the with the spray. So now that I can, I've sort of figured out how to use it a bit better. Um, it's one of my favourite additional props to use because it really enhances the light and source you've already got without overpowering the the figures. If you can keep it for me, if you keep the the aerosol behind the figures. Um, so it, it, yeah, I I really like it. Um, you can get a bit of a pain when the residue sort of rests on things a little bit. <laughs> for the most part, it's a it's a great tool to use for me, particularly if you've got a good lighting source that you want to just enhance that light source a little bit. Yeah, because you've been doing some really cool atmospheric shots with it, especially even like uh, your Woody shot. I really like that one. Yeah, and I, I meant to take an image with and without the aerosol because it was quite striking actually how lesser the shot looked without the aerosol just capturing the the, the blue light behind him um but I, I, I think i might do that going forward sort of you know, one with and one without and they don't look bad by any means without without the spray i just for me because of the, the, the light source i have quite a big phillips hue bulb when you get the aerosol in front of it it just captures all that light quite nicely how often do you use it sort of like maybe one in two pictures or more often than that generally everything that is without a screen i'll use it for the mo unless it makes occasionally i think it can make it look a little bit messy but if, if there's yeah. a screen i tend to find you can't see it well enough with the screen because it's a bit too much light coming into the camera mm. uh, but if it's a, a tangible set and you've got you know maybe just one or two light sources then i'll probably use it then just to you know add that little bit more atmosphere particularly doing these sort of street level gotham shots i think it really works quite nicely for those sort of scenes definitely i love the way it just uh especially with your alleyway even with uh one of your latest pictures with the dc icons batgirl just the it just looks awesome oh thank you yeah, um, and again, that was the same sort of thing. You know, the, the Philips Hue bulbs just tucked in the corner and then the spray is just sprayed in front of it. So all that purple light just just gets enhanced by the um, by the aerosol. Well, you, you definitely uh, are a good commercial for anyone that is wondering whether or not they should use it. And I really do hope that you do that uh, photo where it shows uh, just how much it enhances with and without it. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I think I'll I'll have to do that for my next shots, just because it, it is quite interesting to, to see the, the the way it it can enhance and alter a, a single light source. Really, did you did you uh, see Toy Story Four? I did see Toy Story Four. I did. What do you think? Is it worth it? Yeah, yeah, you know what? It, it's 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 strange because everyone, even the biggest Toy Story fan, would say we don't need another Toy Story film. You know that third one ended it so perfectly, but because this one tells a very very different sort of story and it's really all about Woody as opposed to like Woody and Andy, it it just sort of feels like a it it feels right. I don't, I don't that makes sense really. Yeah. But it, it it feels like it it does make sense. Um, quite a quite a rough ending though. But yeah, it's it's worth it. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Really excited. Yeah. No, it's good. It, it, you know what? I would say it's the funniest of the four films as well. Without really? Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I think I I belly laughed at this more than any of the other three. Well, then there's another movie that I know is near and dear to Scott's heart. Um, what did you think of Avengers Endgame? Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Really, really good film. Um, sorry, Scott. <laughs> sorry, you can just pop off for five minutes. Um, just because when you consider the scale of the film, having to tie up, you know, 20 odd movies worth of, of plot lines. Um, and, and not just that, just the, the the way they left the previous film, you know, it was, you know, such like a, a, a narrative cul-de-sac, you know, how do they write the way out of this? And, you know, if, if you don't look too closely at the, the obvious time travel plot holes, which, you know, you can do that with any time travel film, really. It's just a really nice way to wrap up 
an incredibly long story arc. Um, and the the set pieces, particularly in the final third of the film, are just, you know, they're mind-bogglingly good. Um, and I remember watching it in, in the theatre thinking <laughs> it, it felt inspirational to me for, for wanting to do more bigger toy photography because I wanted to get those characters doing that on a smaller scale um, and it, it made me spend loads of money on figures, Marvel <laughs> figures which is Disney's doing the job clearly yes um, but no I I really really enjoyed that film I, I don't need anything to be three hours long but good film really good film yeah it didn't really even feel like three hours but yeah well I definitely even not even not me being a Marvel fan I, I had to give respect to it I liked it a lot <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard thing to pull off, and you know, with so many characters as well, the fact that most of them all got a good character moment um, was quite quite an achievement, really. Yeah, definitely. And they're uh, probably going to pass Avatar since they're being re- it's being re released. <laughs> it's the only reason it's being re released, obviously. Yep. <laughs> now there is another big uh, big thing coming up pretty soon, and that is. San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, we want to know if there are any uh, big action figures that you're looking forward to that has been announced, or maybe that you're hoping to be announced. Anything you're looking forward to? Oh, hmm. um, honestly, the thing that I look forward to the most is the things that I don't know are coming, and then you see it. It starts to filter out onto Instagram after a day or two on people's pages. Um, I, I, I always enjoy the the surprises, but weirdly, I, I don't own many NECA figures, but that Superman two pack and Batman two pack with the alien and Predator, I think they, I think they look really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because <clears throat> yeah, I like them, and it, you know, I'm curious to see what what Mezco brings to the table. I know they've got in, in that Commissioner Gordon's uh, in, in the bag for me. <laughs> um, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that's a. That's the one that they decided that they're going to do worldwide shipping. Yeah, which really expensive shipping, but never mind. I'm still very sore about that stupid Mesco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking of Mesco. We were both saying in the sort of pre-show in the week, we really hope that they get that Keaton Batman sorted, which yeah. we'll talk about a bit later. But do you, don't you reckon it's yeah. time for them to make a Superman again? Probably because the obviously the, the Henry Cavill Superman is you, you won't find him anymore. The the classic Superman again. I I would like to have it, but again you're talking two hundred dollars plus. You might find that and yeah. I mean, you'd say they've got what five different Batman's, four or five different Batman's plus all the PXs and you know Mexico Direct exclusives. So yeah, they they need another another Superman definitely. Because they've got another Wonder Woman coming out, of course, as well. So I'm surprised they haven't never done that. Actually, yeah, we'll have literally the entire league, I think, apart from a, a good Superman now. Because we've got Aquaman, got both Green Lanterns, Wonder Woman, even an arrow. If I could, if I could pick any character for Mezco to do, I would love like a big deluxe Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would make me so happy because y- you could almost have unlimited options with his <laughs> with his accessories, different head head face sculpt. But there's so few good Martian Manhunter figures. If Mezco did that, then they could just take all my money. He'd be he'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. What do you reckon with Mezco's state of play at the minute? Think they're doing good, bad? What do you think? Uh, well, it's that time of year when they when they seem to be pumping a load of figures out all of a sudden again. Um, so at the moment, this, they've, they've had a few that I've been quite fond of. The the Sovereign Knight Batman, I think we discussed this earlier in the week, Scott. We're not overly impressed by him. No. Um, everyone that's got him seems to love him. You know, he might be one of them that's better in hand mm. than, than he looks. But there's not enough about him that I think, oh, yeah, I, I need that Batman. Yeah. It's just... It's a grey and black with some good accessories. I, I, I like the different head sculpts, but not enough to feel the need to go out and, and buy it. And I, and I think I'd rather wait for the the blue exclusive yeah. version of that anyway. He just looks boring, doesn't he? It's nothing. It's just a boring figure. It's incredibly, there's only the 
battle damage head sculpts and the crypts and that bits yeah. that people are buying that for. I guarantee it, the rest that's, of it is crap. Yeah, and that's literally all I would be buying it for is because <laughs> yeah. you can do some pretty cool Batman v Superman shots, but that's not enough to get him to spend 70, 80 pounds to get a, exactly. a kryptonite fist, in essence. People only Photoshop it to hell anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, genuinely, true, it did. Does look pretty boring, and like I say, that blue costume looks so much better, so much better. Yeah, but you know they had the the, the homecoming Spider-Man, which I love. Um, yeah, the Rick. Logan, I've got that on pre-order because Wolverine sort of, you know, he was like my first superhero love when I was a child. So I, I need any Wolverine I can get, <laughs> and I quite like the look of that Logan figure. It just looks like, like quite a nice, simple figure. Um, you know, they've had loads of pre-orders go up recently, which can get a bit frustrating at the same time. Yeah, because you know when there's that many, a lot of them are going to get pushed back by however many months. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think at the moment, yeah, I'm I'm quite pleased with what, with what they're doing. So I want Keaton Batman. So I want so badly want oh, that Keaton yeah. Batman. Yeah, I mean, can you believe it's been 30 years since that movie came out? It's just nuts. It's it's strange to think that I wasn't alive when the movie first <laughs> came out. It is weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's because it's so part of everybody's big part. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, cool-looking toys, or what are you thinking of the Hush Mayfex Batman? Oh my god, <laughs> I am so excited for that figure. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned a few minutes ago. There's not enough Batman with the the grey and blue, and you can't get more iconic than that Jim Lee Hush design. Um, you're always going to be a bit nervous with a Mafex snapping and breaking to pieces, <laughs> but I think it I think it looks great. I love the Bruce Wayne head sculpt it's got with it. Oh yeah, um, doesn't look like there's a lot of accessories, but honestly, at this point, I, there's not many more Batman accessories that I need. <laughs> you know, I've got a hundred little batarangs lost in the carpet, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that's not until next year, though, is it? That one? No. Yeah, but... April, April next year, apparently, it's going to come out. That cape, though, holy crap! Yeah, I mean, capes are where a lot of Batman figures fall down for me. Um, even that Christian Bale figure arts that I've got, that it's a wired cape, and it's just, it's just a bit too clothy, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, um, it's I think. Yeah, although I wish Mezco's capes were maybe slightly wired, I do like the material they put in them, that sort of pleathery kind of design, so the light doesn't shine through it. Um, so I'm hoping that cape is not too fabricy, if that makes sense. But it looks really dynamic as far as the cape goes. Heck yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, not only the figure in person, but seeing everyone's pictures of that they posted that thing. Yeah, because you know the the range of uh, posing you're going to get out of that is going to be pretty pretty intense as well. Oh yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think there's any other new figures that, that Batman wise that you go too crazy for. Well, I mean, sorry, we, sorry, we know that there's there Mattel ones coming out, the 80th oh, anniversary yeah. ones, but we have no idea what they look like. I hope they're good. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they've upped their game so much this past twelve months. So, high hopes. Lewis, will you be getting the Mafex Aquaman? The orange one, yes. More than likely, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll be getting because <laughs> yeah, I, the 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 design, the colours look terrific on that. Um, however, there is the classic Mezco Ackerman that's just making me think, do I wait for that one or do I get another Jason Momoa? So, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll just get both, forget it. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, given how poor the first Mezco one was, I hope this next Ackerman they do is better. It, it looks better because they've actually got some accessories with it other than the Trident, Quindant thing, so. Yes. Okay, and you, so, were, were you going to just put a, the Jason Momoa head on the, the classic Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has to be done. Almost definitely. I actually can't wait to see how that looks. I'm sure that'll look perfect. 
yeah, because that uh, you know that image from the film when he walks out of the um, the waterfall with that orange suit. I wish he was in that suit more in the film because I just love that design. You know, it's such a classic comic booky color. Um, I, I kind of wish they'd just gone with that for this for their first Aquaman, but obviously they wanted to get the Justice League design out clearly. Um, but I think it'll look pretty pretty great. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. So while we're yeah. talking in movies, um, we have a Batman trilogy coming up in a couple of years. What do you reckon of? Oh God, what yeah. do you reckon of Robert Pattinson's uh, casting as Batman? Uh, yeah, I mean it's a weird one, really, because he's so heavily associated with such a tween film. Um, <laughs> but if I'm being honest, I've never really seen him in anything other than the Goblet of Fire. So. Um, from what people have told me, he's done a few pretty decent films recently, some pretty gritty, dark films. Uh, you know, the way I look at it is I trust people like Matt Reeves and yeah. them to make the casting decisions because, you know, I I don't see these people audition. I would assume they know how visceral Batman fans can be. You know, they know that they need to get this right. By and large, they've never really cast a bad Batman in recent years. You know, Bale, I thought was great. Affleck was great. Clooney was Clooney. Um, <laughs> Clooney was clueless. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, I'll, I'll just reserve judgment, really. Um, they, they're clearly going for the, the, the younger look, which makes sense if they're doing a trilogy that they don't want someone in the late 40s that's going to age out the role in yeah. five, six years. Um but you know the thing is though, once once they're in the bat suit and that they've got the mask on, it doesn't really matter who's playing your Batman at that point. Um, as long as they give him a good outfit and a good story, I don't think it matters that much who Batman actually is. It would have been nice if they gave it to a bit more of an unknown person, so no one's really got any preconceived yeah. notions about them. Yeah. Um, but I get they want to have a name attached to the film, I suppose. Um, I will reserve judgment, but I trust that they've made the right decision, really. What do you make of the, I'm just ex- what do you make of the villain casting? So we I suppose they're getting Firefly, Mad Hatter, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, um and Two Face, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with any Batman villain really. I would just love if they just went a bit more deep cuts for me. Um we I suppose Mad Hatter's sort of in that in that zone really, but I'd I'd love to see Man Bat on film. Um and I'd love to see Clayface on film as well. Um Hard to do, obviously, but perfectly doable in this day and age. Um, Penguin, you know, uh, <laughs> never, never been my favourite Batman film. And we've got a, a pretty classic Penguin, although he's, he's very odd, but he's a very <laughs> classic portrayal of Penguin for Danny DeVito. Um, and they've just done, you know, five years of him on, on the Gotham show, which, although I don't watch, he clearly just must be in people's minds at the moment. Um, yeah, you can't really go wrong with many Batman villains in the rogues gallery i'd just like them to go a little bit more deep cuts just because we've seen a lot of them already in recent years yeah, yeah. i agree true yeah and because here mr freeze finally executed properly on the big screen would love that yeah yeah um but don't get me wrong i'm just excited we're getting batman films again uh, that's all mm. i really care about is it's, you know if we're getting a trilogy as well then happy days yeah i'm really excited about a trilogy Holy crap! Yeah, be amazing. Do you reckon they'll sort of connect the universe if it goes well? Or do you think this is very much like a Christian Bale esque sort of trilogy? I I hope they have some connection to the universe. You know, assuming this is a younger Batman, I hope it's just pre BVS, pre Man of Steel. Um, if they could fold it into another Justice League film somehow, I would love that because I'd love to see a continuation of, of that story. You yeah. know, I watched it the other day and I still get excited when you see Deathstroke step onto Lex Luthor's yacht and I just wish we could see yeah. more of that universe again because it, it wasn't perfect, but it was it was ours. It so. was ours, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you ever think we'll see a Schneider Cup of Justice League? No. I wish we would, but I don't think we will at this point. I think it's been. I think if they were going to do it, they would. It would make sense to do it because people. I, I would pay to go and see it in the theatre. I'd pay good money to see that, yeah. and I think a lot of people would. So financially, it would make sense to do it. But I think Warner Brothers are too stubborn to give in to that <laughs> demand at this point and admit defeat. Really. Yeah. 
true. But I wish we could because I don't know if you guys saw the image he put on Vero of Darkseid the yeah. other day oh, yeah. of, of like a. Amazing. Um, I, I don't think it was a, a film still, but it was at least a, the concept art of Darkseid, and it just looked amazing. And when you hear about the things they cut out of that film, it makes you cry. <laughs> yeah, the shame we'll never get to see it. Yeah. It's so disappointing. Um, like the one thing that I love, I heard about, I was listening to a Kevin Smith podcast and he was talking about being on, on on set in London somewhere. And there was a scene right at the end where Bruce Wayne is lying in bed after, after the battle and there's a green light over him and it's Hal Jordan to uh. at the end of the film. And you would have just scream with excitement if they'd have kept that in and there's so much they cut out but yeah to, to not even have a green lantern at this point is, is disappointing but, Weird, isn't you know, it? at least we're getting these what were they smoking when they cut all the stuff out yeah. honestly <laughs> I don't understand one of them is oh, who knows? honestly it's just run by idiots I don't understand <laughs> uh, it's very bad they should put us in charge that's what they should do yes they should honestly we do a great better job than the uh, those absolute half-wits just deleting everything that's decent <laughs> what do you think Scott do you reckon we'll ever see the Snyder Cup no honestly I don't I don't think we will um, but as, as Tyler said at this point now we're nearly two years on and in fact actually I think it was a couple of weeks ago we was supposed to be the release date for the second Justice League movie had it actually gone oh, ahead which is yeah. absolutely berserk to think but um, Tyler you said a couple of weeks ago that um, usually by now these sort of calls for a director's cut of a movie have gone, but the Shenanigans cut is getting stronger and stronger constantly. I feel like, so, yeah. Um, I think it, if it does get released, it will only be the fans that have done it, not Warner Brothers. So I hope we do get it, really do. But honestly, I don't think we will. I think we've got no chance. Yeah. Do you reckon we'll get it, Tyler? Uh, I, th- I think if we don't hear anything about this Comic Con, then probably we'll never get it. <laughs> we might get like a documentary on what could have been years down the road, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I was thinking that you know we, we might get something where it's it's not even completed footage; it's you know it's pre CGI stuff in some sort of documentary format where they've just got the maybe even just storyboards at some points yeah. which I'd take it which is anything I'd, I'd, I'd like to see what they had planned yeah if we're not going to get to see it fully realized at least show us some of the art or something yeah yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. to see what this guy looked like up close definitely <clears throat> on, on a more positive note have you guys seen the brilliant reviews Birds of Prey has been getting on initial screenings and from what people have seen of it I haven't actually no. They've been saying it's been getting fantastic reviews. They're saying that um, um, Black Mask is just a brilliant villain. Harley's more of a peripheral character, and that Black Canary's a, a fantastic part of the story. Um, but they're saying Ewan McGregor's Black Mask is one of the best DCU EU villains so far. So, I mean, sounds promising for sure. Wow. Good. I mean, you McGregor is pretty great in anything he does. To be fair, so to mm. to, to get him in a role is that got me on board for that film, uh, and I can imagine it'd be very easy to lean very heavily on Harley Quinn. So if that's true, that she's a bit more to the side. That's probably for the best, really. Mm. Damn. Yeah, definitely. Did they say when the figures are going to be released? <laughs> There's no one for them. Well, if you're, if you're Mexico, you're looking probably about 2028, maybe, maybe delayed to nine. Um, uh, yeah, and if it's the figure, it's probably out next week. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe no, somewhere in the middle. That sounds yeah. good. I'm, I'm excited for that. I hope it, I hope it turns out to be true. Yeah, it certainly seems good because Suicide Squad was slated to the high hills, but hopefully this one will be uh, better. Actually, talking to Suicide Squad, what do you reckon of the news coming out of that? Do you think it'll be good? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I really like the first Suicide Squad film. I, I don't you know, I, I don't like Cara Delevingne's character, but for the most part, I really enjoy that film. Um, and, yeah, I mean, secondly, it, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to, to the new one. I hope it's not a reboot. I hope they do actually continue on from where the previous one left yeah. off, otherwise it feels a little bit of a cop-out for the fans, but, you know, James Gunn did some pretty great films with those Guardians films, um, so I've got every confidence that it'll be a 
a, a good film, but I I liked the first one truthfully. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I liked the first one. Yeah, Batman was amazing in it. <laughs> oh yeah, those eighty seconds he gets. Yeah, he, he stole the show with that. Do you reckon we'll see Jared Leto back as Joker, even in that movie, or in a different? Nope. I hope. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. Yeah, um, no, I really don't. I, I, I just don't think. Yeah, as much as I love that film, I don't really care for his Joker. I don't. It wasn't bad. It was just a little bit odd. Yeah. It was a very just odd portrayal of the Joker. Um, it was a little bit on the nose. <laughs> and I think with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker coming out, yes. which looks amazing, I don't think they're going to bother with another another Joker at the moment. No, there's no point. No. Joaquin's going to kill it. Yeah, that film looks intense, and I'm really excited for that. Really hope they put um, him against uh, Battinson, as they'll undoubtedly call with. I think <laughs> I, th- I think they will. Yeah. It'd be a new I'm problem, wouldn't make... it? It really will, because how do you follow the guy that is... Uh, at the you know the def- I, I, maybe definitive is a bit strong, but Ledger's Joker was close to being that. How do you follow on from a guy like that? I think we almost needed Leto to kind of trash it a bit and then get somebody else in to do the yeah, job again. Yeah, if you know what I mean. You're you're probably right, really, and you're probably not wrong with definitive. I mean, for our generation, Ledger is probably the definitive Joker. I mean, I mean Nicholson for oh. people a bit older is definitely that their Joker. But for me, I probably remember Ledger more fondly than Nicholson because I remember watching Ledger for the first time, you know, the week it came out and it was mind blowing. Mm. Um, whereas, whereas Nicholson, I'd been exposed to bits and pieces of him for years before I actually watched the film. And it wasn't quite, didn't probably didn't quite have the same impact as if you lived it in, in 89. Um, but I'd imagine they probably will put Joaquin against Robert Pattinson because if they are set in the Pattinson films in the nineties, that Joker film looks like it's set in late 80s, so the time frames clearly overlap quite nicely. So that would make sense. And they're gonna film, I hope it, they gonna film it in London as well, which is pretty awesome. We should have a day trip, Scott. We should, yeah. honestly, we should. We should actually, I'm genuinely serious, we should go down. That would be fantastic. Head down to Pinewood Studios and just hover outside for a while and see what we can see. Yeah. See the new Batmobile. Maybe we can get oh, God, yeah, we should really do that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not actually joking. We should probably be amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no excuse, really. It's just two hours away. I know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that would be so sick if you guys did. Uh, well, is there, uh, Scott, any any final things you want to wrap up with or anything we want to touch? Um, no, I've got to say, um, personally, to you, Lewis, thank you very much for your support off camera and also for coming on the camera today well not on the camera on the mic I should say for those who want to be pedantic but no I genuinely <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for the support you gave me and yeah it's been a blast having you back on really uh, loving doing the weekend themes as well we've got some exciting plans to come as well haven't we we do we do I mean we are getting to the point when we we might have to reuse a few ideas but that's okay I don't think anybody will mind. We've been no. locked in the next two months of, <laughs> of themes, which is going to be cool. Yeah, we've, we've got a pretty good plan for now, which is quite nice, because sometimes it's like a last minute, what the hell do we do for this <laughs> But those probably tend to be some of the best sometimes, right? Because you just have a little time to think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think when, when we did the Two-Face weekend, that was quite last minute. I had to go and get that new Two-Face figure as quick as I could. Ah, well, that's a good thing because you 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 made that thing look brilliant. He he is such a good figure. I mean, he's probably a good example of not much articulation, but you really don't need it. He just looks incredible, um, and those animated figures just photograph so nicely because, like you always say, Scott, those block colors yeah. just work beautifully. Yeah, especially on the Two Face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I want to again thank you for taking time to come on, Lewis, and uh, for just being the person that you are. You're a great guy. You're always a uh, super supportive. You're full of talent, and you uh you're a, definitely a fun follow because you you aren't boring. You come up with something new all the time. It's you don't shoot just uh, DC. You don't even shoot just Marvel. You throw in Toy Story. You throw in some awesome Winnie the Pooh photos and gotta uh, have Pooh in there you gotta have and it's always a 
<laughs> it's always top class. It's not just to shoot it to shoot it. You always make sure that uh, the diorama is brilliant, the lighting superb. You make sure that you're telling a story. And yeah, it's a, it's a, if you guys aren't following him again, it's at the bat collector. And like I said, it's not just Batman. He has a, a mixture of everything and pop culture wise. And it's not a, it's not just photos for photos sake. This guy is a, is a brilliant photographer and he puts a lot of love and a lot of time into what he does. And Scott and I, again, are very thankful that he took time to come on and he's a, He's a big friend of ours, not only on the show, but just in, in general. He's a he's a great person, and we hope that we could have him on many, many more times to come. So thank you again to Lewis. And uh, this has been just a, a DC figure and collectible guest part. So I think we might just release this as a guest portion. Who knows? But thank you guys for joining us, and we will talk to you very soon.